0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Good morning, everybody. Happy Footy Kit Friday. Welcome to Morning Footy. It is good to have you with us. I'm Kate Abdo. It is the last day of my week with this crew. It's been good to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Of course. It's been it's fun. Been, it's been awesome to have you.
1: Thank you so much. That sounded so heartfelt.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charlie's sarcasm is like, it's very <laughs> yeah. difficult to. Exactly. Was, it was that, like that the wasn't Don sarcastic. Donuts earlier. Oh, he was that, like, well, thanks, That's Kate. your fault, bro. Because <laughs> your sarcasm is like so good, it's difficult to read.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, anyway, I shouldn't I be the only one. person who gets
1: named in the show. So I'm Kate Abdo, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Jordan Angeli, and Susanna Collins. Good to be with you all. Uh, should we talk about football kits? Do you want to talk about what you're wearing?
3: I feel like I don't need to. It's like just bo- it's boke- a statement. Boke- Nico,
4: this is my favorite Boca.
3: Yeah, yes. this I love is this uh, so. This is late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, when Boca was probably at their height like towards this era at the beginning of this era Jenny helped me get this kit by the way. She found it and I said buy it immediately. I'll Venmo you now <laughs> um,
4: You haven't repeated a Boca kit?
3: No, and I have more Boca kits in Miami So now that I'm going to Miami well, next week. How many Boca kits
4: do you we'll have switch? in total? Not, not Do that Do you have
1: two many. residences currently?
3: Do I have two residences currently? <laughs> so fancy. Currently? Yeah, look at me, man. He's <laughs> turning totally the, hard the hard big 3-0 next
1: yeah. week.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: What? You're turning 30.
3: Big ther- 3 zero. What are we doing? Yeah. And,
4: yeah. and who's literally, invited? Literally, everyone's invited. Really <laughs> yeah. no
3: discrimination here. Everybody can come. I, I got the party flyer.
4: It's, it's great. Epic. Yeah. It is
1: pretty awesome. Oh, hold it. Did everybody at this desk get the party flyer? Because I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Ah! You know I'm going to
3: send <laughs> this to Jordan right now. Jordan, you get the it 100%. Jordan. I'm sending her the invite right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about U.S. Men's National Team some soccer action playing mm-hmm. Germany this weekend. You're going. You're going. Who else is going? No, no. I'm, I haven't ended so this long game going.
4: this weekend. I I was going to, but I think it's going to rain, and I I've, I've got a bit of a cold, and I'm I'm weak. I'm just I'm yeah. Yeah. No, gonna, you're avoiding. I'm okay. avoiding, yeah. Stay well. I know. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so you showed us your projected 11
1: for the U.S. Mm-hmm. men's national team for this one. We looked at this earlier on in the week, but let's take another look at it. You can run us through it once more.
2: Yes. Matt Turner and goal. Uh, this back line is shifted a little bit because now Serginho Dest is going to come on the left because Anthony Robinson is getting a rest alongside Tim Ream Richards, and Scally, who was phenomenal. And Nations League coming in for, for Junior, Junior Dest on the right side. So Watson McKinney and Musa, I'd like to see them stay together. And then in front of them, that's the I guess where Greg Burhalter has to figure out what's gonna be best for the team. Is it Luca Della Torre or is it Brendan Aronson? But Brendan Aronson hasn't been in good form with and Gio Reyna isn't quite match fit. So I think Luca Della Torre, because he's been in good form as of late with Celta Vigo and so, the front three is is the best front three that we have. Brendan Aronson, at the 10,
3: you're convinced that can work, or is he much more effective on the wing? Like, are you are we losing
2: a lot of qualities in Brendan Aronson if he's not playing out wide? I think Brendan Aronson, at this level, international level, has a lot to work on in terms of being central. Because as that 10, you're in tight spaces. Brendan Aronson doesn't really operate in great, tight, great in tight spaces. He's more of a press, counter press. He needs a little bit more space. He likes to run. So as a winger, you have less responsibility to check into those tight spaces, find those gaps. And when in club, when he was in MLS with Philadelphia Union, that's where we saw him excel in that 10 role, because he didn't have to come back so deep because of the way Philadelphia Union played with this national team. That tender has to be more of a, an orchestrator being able to get on the ball, set the tone, and set the pace. And I don't think he has quite developed that skill yet.
1: Hmm. I mean, if you want to do well at the 2026 World Cup, you're going to have to get past opponents like this, like a Germany, right? How valuable does a game like this become, considering it's probably going to be more difficult? Is this fair to assume it's going to be more difficult for the U.S. to get kind of difficult European opposition leading up to the 2026 World Cup. It's not going to be easy to make those fixtures happen, I think it's, right? I
4: think it's essential to have matches like this, especially because they don't have to qualify for the next mm. World Cup. And you need some kind of benchmark. You know, you need to see where you're at against some of the, the top-tier teams in, in the world. And a team like Germany, uh, even a team, a team like Ghana. I mean, these are going to be really, really important. I know it's, um, you know, we're a ways out from the World Cup, but... I'm hopeful that they continue to find these these moments to to compete against the top top mm-hmm. tiers because it's the only way we need to know. We need that yeah. measuring this stick. This and
2: Copa America. I, th- I think the benefit is European teams also heading up to the World Cup after the Euros will want to play friendlies in America.
5: And, yeah, because
2: mm. they know the World Cup's coming here, so it may be easier than this previous okay. cycle. So. This is still a good test, regardless. I don't look at this as a friendly, friendly, because Nagel's been coming in, he's trying to prove a point, right. and Berhalter knows all eyes are on this team, as they don't have World Cup qualifiers, It's the importance is not, a little bit higher.
5: Do you not feel like Christopher Lund will get a start at left back, and Desk could maybe start at right, and, and and see what Lund can do against this type of competition? Because I feel like he had a real, really good showing in his first minutes with the U.S. last um, round, where... You can see he is an aggressive outside back. He'll, he can occupy different channels. He'll get to the end line. His service, for the most part, was pretty good. So then you could keep Dust on the right, or even play Scally. if you like Scally right so much right now. You know what you're going to get from Dust. You get a good test versus Germany opponent with Lund and Scally. The,
2: the only argument to that is mm-hmm. you know your depth and. Greg is is trying to win this uh, this match, so you want to go with your strongest team. And, yeah. and Scally did so well that you don't need to test uh, Loon from from the start in this game because you want you know what desk can bring. So in in that case,
4: okay. There's
5: a little stability there. You're yeah. Saying. I feel like he's got to
2: treat this because it's such elite
3: opposition. Treat it as if it was a World Cup qualifier. The tests he can do and he did against Uzbekistan and Oman and. I think the bar against Uzbekistan and Oman is the discrepancy between that and what is expected against Germany totally. is, v- is is a big, big gap. So
5: you still think it's Robinson, then Dest, and then Lund yes. as as that order there on the left back situation? Because even
2: if you compare, Scali is is the next best right back okay. after Dest, so and he's the left better side. than
5: Lund would be as a mm-hmm. left back. That and,
1: depth and,
2: and is- not only that, Sergio Dest is playing left back right now at yeah. PSV. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. cool. Is it, question, is a draw at home against Germany, is that a good
2: result? It depends how the game goes. So if you tell me it's a 0-0 zero, zero draw, the, the U.S. defended, they were poor in the attack, then It's not a good result. If they were creating, if it was the possession was kind of basically even, the US had some good moments, they defended well, then you'd say, hey, job well done. This is a a quality German side.
5: Yeah, but if you're creating chances, isn't that the issue? Is like you're not finishing the chances. And that's the same old story. Yeah, that's been the same old story. So would it be a good result? Yeah, but I don't think it would be. It's not great. You're not going to be happy if, if this comes out as a draw, especially if that's the way the game is going.
2: If, if the U.S. are dominant for, for large portions of the game, which I don't expect, but if they are and it's a draw, I'm happy. Yeah? Yeah. All right. The girls aren't. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's similar to, to the England. This match. is
4: an opportunity though, because Germany has struggled. Yeah. And this is Nagelman's first game, and he's gonna be under a significant amount of pressure. I think even though it is a friendly, I I I think that there's so many eyeballs on mm-hmm. him and how this Germany team is going to look and evolve under him. And correct me if I'm wrong, he is only signed to a one year, mm-hmm. yeah. One the year? End of the he doesn't have a lot of time to to implement his his tactics and his vision on this team. So this this is massive for and him, the, and I think that this is an opportunity for the United States if they can if they can win if they can get a positive result against Germany. That's that's
2: really the gonna jar, you happy with England, motivate these guys. It's,
3: different. it's here different. Here you can take more risks than you can against and, and the World Cup.
5: And yeah. there, Were you happy with it, though? There's thoughts, too, that this this team is going <laughs> to play a four-two-two-two, two, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Germany is going to have a lot of numbers centrally. So we'll get to see how good this midfield is against a lot more numbers and how they adapt. So those yeah. questions? It was a good question. I like that one. Yeah, yeah just, it was. Um, uh, uh, so... Going back to your birthday. Sorry, because I just yeah. want
1: to clarify. I'm invited. Anybody's invited. Didn't get the official invite,
3: yeah, but it's, the right. invite. it's like It's like about invited. that. Not it's like an it's like open
1: house type policy. Happiness. Anybody come on down, that kind of thing. Come on in. Oh, just not
3: reveal that I just live on TV. We
1: might just do that. We got the invite. fiesta, musica, vibras. Wait,
2: but you're seeing in the right under the third In fine print. May or may not attend. It says, bad buddy, Messi, and tell yourself, may or may <laughs> not attend. <okay. laughs> also,
5: that picture of Messi is oh, amazing. That
1: that's
2: amazing. amazing. Yeah. It's what about Nico's mullet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, hey. Are you playing
4: cricket
3: it's, there? <laughs> it's about the fact. No, I'm playing. It's my, my goalkeeper glove. The balls in your head. It <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It's cricket. just like, just come on down. I'm, I'm happy to share. It's about having a good time, good vibes.
4: <laughs> Did you make this yourself? I 30. did. Wow. On my phone.
3: Thirty. Well, wait, <laughs> um,
1: Is this the real one? It is. <laughs> yeah. But they just blanked out the, the address. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Charlie Davies, you're up next. No. Friday, we take the best till last. After the break, Charlie Charlie <laughs> Davies is going to bring us the headlines of the day. We'll be back in just a second.
0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
4: 2020 Olympics, it was a disaster. I mean, ooh, we were facing crisis control after we lost to Canada, and then we're going in and playing in the, the bronze medal game against Australia. You know, we didn't, we didn't talk tactics after that game. We talked what's going on, what's the problem with coaches, and then we talked as a team. And I hadn't said anything all tournament long. And finally, I just... Erupted. Went off. Said to people, you don't, you know, your, your Gucci shoes, your house, your cars, none of that comes unless you win on the field. So when your brand becomes bigger than the, the wanting to win, that, that, that's a problem.
1: Well, the Golasso Network roster and shows uh, just keeps on growing. One of our newest ones is Kicking It. You'll have been seeing it online. Uh, Join Charlie Davies, Modu, Clint Dempsey, and myself as we chat with the biggest names in the game and share their stories from on. And off the pitch, the U.S. Women's National Team legend Carly Lloyd is our latest guest. Part one of that interview with her debuted this week. You can you can watch. Sorry, part two of the Carly Lloyd interview on Wednesday at eight p.m. on the Golasso Network. It is well worth watching. Charlie's over there at headlines. I'm over here. Does anyone have any questions? Because uh, I feel like people reacted strongly to what has been posted. The full interviews is on YouTube and Paramount Plus and Golasso Network. But
5: it, it was nice to see Mo pulling some weight, showing up. <laughs> yes, Mo turned up. That
1: was
4: right?
5: nice. Jeez, where have you been, Mo? Yeah. <laughs> Any questions about
1: Carly?
4: <laughs> I mean, I know she's like dissing the, the Gucci, but she looked pretty sharp in her in her suit. I was like, you know, we've got to... I, I, I feel like Carly, the way she says things
5: yeah. is... You Unapologetic. Said it, and you said it. You're very direct, and I, I respect that. And I think that is something that we should, as women, be proud of, right? Like saying what we feel. And I think she is proud of her, the way she sees things. Um, I I just feel like um, she has a point when she talks about how are you showing up to a game is different than how you show up to different things. Like, I think her issue is her mindset is a certain way, and that's not how everybody's mindset is, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But she is a winner. She she has won. She has won everything. And I, I think her standard is so high. And she wants other people after her to experience that. And I think that, in a way, that's what I was getting um, Hmm. from what she was saying. Is like, I I want you guys to experience what I experienced Mm. as a winner for 17 years on the national team. But not everyone is built that way. And not everyone is built that way. And success can look different. Um, But I thought a lot of it was very, you know, it was very honest. It was very direct. And it was interesting. It's true. I mean, you say that
1: with a smile, right? Because we were looking at the, the reaction online to some of the clips that were posted on social yesterday, you and I, Charlie, and the reaction is strong. Like, people have very strong feelings about Carly Lloyd. And I think what's confusing to me in some way is is the fact that somebody who performed at that level for the U.S. national team isn't more revered somehow. I think it, it gets confused Sport with likable versus not likable. Who cares if you're likable or not likable? Right. You know what I mean? Like You can still be revered without being likable if that's your take on, on Carly Lloyd. I, I feel like any great, if you look at like sports across the board, or especially football as well and in the men's game, they're usually not overly concerned about making other people comfortable, right? They're all about how do mm-hmm. I get to where I want to get to and how do I get the accolades that I want to get. And, and I don't have a problem with that. I wonder if sometimes there's more of a problem with women who have that same attitude because we expect, like society expects women to move differently um, and and it's acceptable in a different way. Um, But I think what's cool about the episode, and I don't know if you agree, is that if you watch it, you're going to get to see the vulnerable side Mm -hmm. of Carly Lloyd. Not this episode, the second one that's Mm going to drop next week on Wednesday. You're going to get to see a kind of like a a softer Carly Lloyd who has regrets, who has things Mm -hmm. that she kind of struggles with, the choices that she made. Um, And that was cool to me to see that side balanced with this boss
2: side, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I think from what you just said, I always respected Carly Lloyd. I didn't Same. really know her. You know, it was always like very cordial, kind of keep it moving. But I always respect her, like real recognize real. She ha- always had game. But I think in, in this first part, I was just listening to her and I was like, now I, I have a better understanding of yes. how she operated. She did keep that shield up. That mm-hmm. was intentional. Right. I,
5: I was in camp with her. When I went into camp in 2011 before the, the World Cup that year, I don't think she talked to me once. And, and, and now I understand. Was she intimidating? I, I, yeah, of course. It's Carly Lloyd. Even in 2011, like, she hadn't done what you just said, where she scored a, a hat trick in a World Cup final. But she was still one of the best players on that mm. team. And for her not to barely acknowledge me, right, I think that that was hard for me, and I didn't understand it. Once I stopped playing, I understood her more. And I think this helps me understand her more. She is just she was focused on one thing. She was focused on one thing, and it was winning. And it was creating a culture that was a winning culture. Um, and I, ask I respect your question, that now. How does that work, though, within a team setting? Yeah, I, I think, well, I, since I was a new player coming in, and this goes to, like, um, just how the national team was set up back then with the contracts, and you could only come into a few camps. That It was hard. It was a very tight-knit group of, of players, and if you weren't, Coming in, if you weren't on one of those contracts, it was hard to break in because you were taking somebody's job away from them, which was their livelihood, right? You're not making money off of your club contracts. You're making money off your national team contracts. So I think it was protective in that way. They had to protect themselves. Um, so yeah, of course, it was intimidating. It was hard. It was, um, it was a hard setting. It was not, not for me, I think, in some ways. So okay. yeah, formative for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot about uh, <laughs> yeah. about uh, myself, that mm-hmm. team, everything, but mm-hmm. they were, I mean, that team is amazing in what they have accomplished. Mm. Sorry, we interrupted you. Do you want to finish oh, up? Yeah, yeah right.
2: no, you, I, I love what you were saying. I mean, don't miss part two, because I yeah. think part two gives you a, a better understanding of why she was the way she was, and uh, she put winning above all else, so. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. She, she wanted to perform for her country. So let's get to some headlines. Oh, are you going to read these headlines, oh, Chang? Hey, oh, it's your boy's first time. Oh, God. Let me give you the news. I'm excited. <laughs> in the wake of an investigation launched into Juventus midfielder Nicolo Fagioli in alleged illegal gambling, Two of his compatriots are also facing a similar inquiry. The Italian FA announced Thursday that Newcastle's Sandro Tonali and Aston Villa's Nicolo Zaniolo left National team camp after the Federation was notified of an investigation into the Premier League duo. Mm. I bet okay. that was awkward. Ooh, yeah. According to reports <laughs> in Italy, Tonali and Zaniolo were questioned by Italian authorities <laughs> and were dealt formal investigation paperwork from the Turin Public Prosecutor's Office. El Charari and Ricci, the pair called up replacing Sandro Tonali and Nicolo Zaniolo. Over in South America, Lionel Messi featured as an early second half sub in their 1-0 win over Paraguay. Messi recorded 37 minutes and marked his second appearance as World Cup qualifiers after featuring against Ecuador in that epic free-kick winner in Argenti- Argentina's opening match. Argentina is top of the standings in CONMEBOL and continues their play Tuesday when they face Peru away in Lima. Argentina, Argentina. <laughs> dale, 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 Now over in Africa, we switch <laughs> continents. The groups for the 2023 African Cup of Nations are set with host nation Ivory Coast drawn with Nigeria. Equatorial Guinea, and Guinea-Bissau in Group A. Reigning champions Senegal are in Group C with Cameroon, Guinea, and my father's homeland, Gambia. The tournament will begin on January 13th with matches set to be played at six venues around Ivory Coast. Morocco, Nico, who reached the semifinals this past World Cup, have been drawn in with Democratic Republic of Congo, Zambia, and Tanzania in Group F, and seek to win their first AFCON title in nearly 50 years. Staying in Africa, Mm. Jorge Vilda has been appointed as the new manager of Morocco's women's national team. The former Spanish women's national team manager won the World Cup this past August, Vilda was fired by Spain last month as part of the fallout from ousted Spanish Football Federation President Luis Rubiales' unsolicited kiss on Ford Jenny Hermoso after the World Cup final. Vilda's first games in charge will be later in October when the Atlas Lionesses face Nambia over two legs in the second round of African Olympic qualifiers. The Colorado Rapids head into the off season in need of a new head coach And reports suggest a candidate with ties to the Rapids owner, Stan Kroenke, has been identified as a potential target. According to multiple reports, former Arsenal midfielder Jack Wilshere is being considered as a candidate to be the Rapids' new head coach. This is big news. Owner of Colorado Rapids happens to be the owner of Arsenal. Jordan, you know this team well. What would a potential hire like Jack Wilshire bring to the organization, to the city? Would this be something that you get excited about, would this be a game changer for the Rapids who are in desperate need of some re- revitalization?
5: I'm glad you uh, ad-libbed a little at the end there because I thought you were gonna read your whole question off the prompter to me. No,
2: I'm good. I, <laughs> I don't need, I, 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 I'm
5: in it. I don't need to look at this, I'm in you it. You did great, Charlie. Good, good first headlines there. Um, you know, I think the first thing that I think of is that connection for from Stan Kroenke owning Arsenal and the Rapids because the issue with the Rapids over the, the last number of years is th- they're not investing in this team as the rest of MLS is investing in this team. They, they do not, they, they, handicap the coach essentially with not being able to bring in players that are at the level that MLS is in. So if Stan Kroenke, who is one of the wealthiest owners in MLS has someone like Jack Wilshire, who has he no- zero
3: coaching experience at the top. Flight. I'm not
5: going to talk about the coaching yet because. Does he have his badges?
3: I'm not sure if he has oh, his gosh. badges. He was in the Arsenal youth setup. He never coached top-tier football anywhere. You seem ever. angry about it. Why would you Why, would, it. You, why <laughs> would you have an, in, a completely inexperienced coach at the worst team in Major League Soccer to keep on losing?
5: It feels like a setup to not succeed, and that's what I was going with. That, that there has to be investment in this team in order for them to uh, compete in MLS. So maybe now the eyes from Arsenal are over on Colorado Rapids, Kroenke will open up a little bit, and this will be a team investing like the other teams. But um, I, I just feel like that is a little bit of a, a play there, and I, I don't like it personally, but... Like, um, even
3: if I'm Jack Wilshere, why would I take this job? Yeah, I don't know.
5: It's a top-level well, league. On. If you're Jack Wilshere, why wouldn't you take yeah, this job? Yeah, it's
1: a
4: top-level league. You Nothing to lose. you, you, you got to go Zero, zero <laughs> expectations. Maybe, maybe the money. Yeah, you have zero expectations. to be But to be head coach, but, but be a head yeah, head
3: coach. coach. Look he how be, difficult of a circumstance you're put into... You can't be creative, you can't really put out your vision, you have to pull to your Do you, to do your you players feel, to though, your that your a lot squad. of
1: foreign coaches really have a, a, a deep understanding of the limitations that will be placed on them when they come to MLS and to come to manage an MLS? I'm not sure if there's a real awareness I don't of that. Think maybe,
3: will. maybe not, but it. it Often with inexperienced managers, it hasn't worked out well in in Major League Soccer to come and and succeed. It's difficult. I know. To I'm just saying, if Major they offer League you soccer. the
1: opportunity and it's such a step up, I mean, if they is it a step th- up? This, I feel like if they uh, offered you the opportunity, would you take it? As in,
3: I probably wouldn't. I, Jack Wilshere can probably get something. In, 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 in England. <laughs> eh, maybe I haven't in enough football <laughs> manager to be honest. <laughs> All
1: right, cool. Uh, we are going to talk NWSL after the break. <laughs> Are you ready for this segment? Yeah, and I'm
3: super excited for Decision Day, too. It's going to be epic.
1: Oh, okay. Got your notes there. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. Well, the final match day of the NWSL regular season kicks off on Sunday with all 12 teams in action. Eight of them are vying for the four remaining playoff places. Uh, We can also show you this one, which is that uh, 2023-2024 Decision Day. As Nico said, it's going to be epic. Epic. Epic,
3: apparently. And all the games are at the same time. And and there's a bunch that's that's
1: up for grabs as well during this Decision Day. We're going to talk about some of those things, you know, whether Sophia Smith can end up clinching Golden Boot Leader. But let's talk about, first of all, the the game between uh, the Angel City and Portland Thorns because there's so
5: much on the line in that one specifically. Right, Jordan? Yeah. Well, Portland Thorns last year narrowly missed out on a shield. This is a perennial uh, excellent team they ended up going on winning NWSL championship but this game specifically, one, I love how all the games are at the same time. Epic.
4: It is going to be madness. madness. MLS has done that, and, yeah. and it's just, you know, like it's yes. It's just nuts. It's chaos. Because it's there so are
5: fun. like little intricacies because a table is so tight that if someone draws and another team loses, there's going to be joy and sorrow at, at the end of this day, which is going to be really exciting. That's
3: the standard for leagues around the world, yeah. and it's great that yeah. NWSL has been able to put them all at the same time and have a proper mm-hmm. decision day to get epic moments. There's no doubt there's going to be like an epic last-minute goal here. I know. This team is eliminated and it's going to be awesome. So
5: Angel City is in their second year. They did not make the playoffs last year. They went on a run under interim head coach Becky Tweed during the summer where they went one loss in 12 games and that was after 11 games. So they're in this really good run of form. They had a late comeback last week to keep themselves alive and now they're playing at home against Portland who Portland is winless in their last five on the road. So this is a team in Portland Thorns who knows that they can clinch the Shield, if they get a win away at Angel City. Angel City gets 22,000 people. It is the loud, one of the loudest places to play. Portland probably right up there with them. Um, but Angel City has so much to play for. If they win, they get their first ever playoff uh, appearance in their second year as a team. And w- they have transformed under Becky Tweed. And the fight that they had to get this goal in the waning minutes, Alyssa Thompson actually came in to score the game tying goal, the young 18-year-old. Scores in her first three touches of the match to get them. This is the goal. Such a beautiful finish. And then Savannah McCaskill ends up uh, winning the game late in that one in Houston. So I just feel like there's so much on the line. Angel City has to win to go to the playoffs. Portland, no, they have to win to clinch the shield. They narrowly lost it last year. This one is going to be... uh, it's hard. How, how do you not watch any of these games because there's so much on the line? But this one is definitely one to keep your eye on. Can we discuss who we think will end up making the playoffs? Oh, you God. don't want to discuss that. Suzanne, <laughs> no, either, like a face. So, no, not me. I was, don't,
1: don't come to me.
4: I get, um, <laughs> these these sort of end of the season permutations and like what teams need to make it into mm-hmm. the playoffs like make my brain explode. And so yesterday I'm looking at the table and then I'm looking at the matchups and I'm trying to figure out. Tell who I at think this. I know. And I was like, this is not like this is actually chaos. Like mm-hmm. you could make a case for. So many of these teams yeah. making it, um, but what I, <laughs> these are the, the teams that I went with the, the four other teams outside of Portland and San Diego. Um, I have the NC Courage making it, Gotham FC, OL Rain and Washington Spirit.
5: Oh, so you have it how it is yeah. right now? Yeah, I. I don't have that. What? Who do you think? Because jumps North Carolina's out. Yeah, North Carolina plays Washington Spirit. Uh-huh. Mm. I think North Carolina wins that game. See, well, I have that as a draw. You have it as a draw, and yeah. that's why you keep Spirit in. Yeah. But So you, you think the Spirit doesn't make it?
4: The Spirit won't make it. Oh well, Wayne, I, rain I won't I make it. Orlando look at Spirit, and I'm like. I, I, and I want them to be there because I want to see but, Trinity Rodman in well, the yeah. past. I want to see Ashley
5: Hadley. I, I want to see who
4: are you putting into that top six? And if you're I, taking, I'm putting
5: route. in Orlando, who
4: has been in a great
5: run of form, and I'm putting in Angel City. I think they're winning oh. against Portland at home. Wow. Yep.
3: Um, funny enough, Lisa Carlin reached out to me yesterday because she's hosting a sort of whip around coverage. She at told the same me she time. was going to
5: talk to you. I was like, and perfect person w- w- to talk we to. We
3: spoke and on the golazo show, match day six, like a golazo show is meant for match day six where a goal here means somebody's eliminated yes, somewhere else and you can right. bounce around and see how those reactions happen. But Lisa has a different challenge on their belt because for us on Golasso show, it's like there's there's only two games per group, so it's not like this has implications everywhere else. This just has implications for the next game over.
1: She's going to have never one seen, of
3: those graphs. I've never seen something like this. Imagine <laughs> a a a 12-team group where there's eight teams still vying for four spots yep. which which is crazy so um did you guys see on attacking third on the instagram they were like um there they did a reel where it was like girl math is and it would go through the com- combinations of permutations girl math isn't the next team what they needed to win man girl math is the hardest class i've ever seen ever in school it's like it's wild with the combination i don't know if Mathematically, there is a scenario where North Carolina Courage, who's sitting third, can be eliminated from the playoffs, and Houston Dash, who's tenth, can make it. But there is a possibility if there's eight teams vying for those spots.
5: Two weeks ago, Kate, there were 739 potential possibilities as to who Jeez. could be in the top six. Wild. So it, it is obviously dwindled down since now we have two teams officially eliminated. But it, it is wild. It makes me think of you know that photo of the guy who's like, this is the lines are connecting everything. Like, how, how do you keep everything straight? Lisa's gonna one. She's the best person for that job. She's That's gonna what do I told great. Her. Expert. She knows this. But uh, that is gonna be interesting. If you want to see all the games at once, definitely tune into the. Brown show. It's on CBS SN and um, it's going to have goals for everything. I have a question thing. for
4: you. I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but you know, the fact that it's coming down to decision day and there are still so many permutations that could transpire on the day, like for, for you as somebody who's super close to the league, what does that say about NWSL and where they're at right now? It, t- it tells me two things. One, there is a lot of talent in this, in this league.
5: So it f- feels like there's so much parity every single year, but this year literally any team could win. Win on any single day. Um, but but two, it also, it, it makes me a little nervous because there hasn't been standout teams, right? There's been years where Portland, OL, Reign have ran away with it. That is not the case right now, and I wonder what that's going to look like next year with two more teams coming into this league mm. and the the the, mm. the roster is a little bit more thin across or um, opportunities for players to step up. But it is a deep league and there are there's a lot of good talent. Like Trinity Rodman could not be in the playoffs. I hate that. that I don't is, want it. And with... Sanchez, Rodman, Hatch, and um, Saar, their new French forward, like that is one of the best four attackers in the league, and yet they they haven't figured out how to utilize it. So Mm. just tune in, everybody. Okay, tune in. It's going to be wild Sunday, (laughs) 5
1: p.m. Eastern. I'm
3: there. I'm there.
1: I can't wait. Uh, you mentioned Attacking Third. For those of you at home, if you want more in-depth coverage of the NWSL's Decision Day, you can make sure that you watch Attacking Third today. 4 p.m. is the time. You can join Jordan Angelie, uh, Jenny Chu, Kaylea how do I say her name? Kaylia? Kaylia, yeah. Kalia, that's right, right. Kaylia, I'm sorry. Kaylia Watt and Darian Jenkins, uh, the four of them. Uh, you're working hard, Jordan. Double shifts. Yeah, I okay. gotta keep up with you, you know? <laughs> um, well, when we come back, we're gonna be talking Euro qualifiers. That includes, of course, Spain's big win over Scotland yesterday. We'll have that more after a break. Stay with us.
2: Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Morning Footy. Good to have you with us today. Uh, Here are some of the notable results from Wednesday's Euro qualifying action. Spain handed Scotland their first loss. Uh, Turkey shocked Croatia. Albania with a big win over Czech Republic. And Norway crushed Cyprus. Uh, Those are some of the interesting ones. Let's talk about that Spain versus Scotland one. Spain with a 2-0 win. Um, Scoring both of those goals after Scotland had had a free kick goal by McTominay ruled out. Did did Scotland look better, do you think, than that 2-0 scoreline would suggest? Is that fair to say?
3: Um, to be honest, I'm not sure because I, I didn't watch the game, but oh, great, I saw okay. the highlights. Yeah, I <laughs> saw the. But at, at the end of the day, we knew that Spain, with their quality at, at home, could have made a difference. I, I think they've really felt wrong done by by that goal that was called off. That Scott McTominay scored from a free kick. Yeah. Um, but they did is. well.
4: They did well in the first half. I mean, defensively, they, they are. They're just a, a very strong defensive side. And for a Spain team that had scored so many goals heading mm. into this one, um, they did a really good job. And I think they will feel hard done, uh, not at least picking up a point in this one. the uh, I mean, the Morata goal was great. The second goal was just an unfortunate uh, slip and, yeah. you know, easy, easy <laughs> tap in there. But um, I think... I'm not they've set themselves up so well um that basically you know they, they Spain beat, or Scotland Scotland, Scotland already uh, with the yeah, results that they exactly. had exactly so you know so if Norway um you know if they get a little help from Norway they're still they've got two games left yeah, but they get I, yeah so Norway, Norway host Spain on help,
1: on Sunday and if Norway don't win that game then Scotland, then Scotland are qualified. so yeah. yeah you're right they've put so themselves in a
4: great position they're in a they're in a good spot i think the the concerning thing is the uh, injury to to Roberts, Robinson. Uh, Robertson, because that was, oh, God, I, as soon as it happened, I mean, he just kind of- the, Shoulder the injury, Kiefer landed on him. <laughs> landed on him, and he had his back to him, and you could see how much pain he was He mm. was in. Um, I don't know what the actual injury is, if it was a, a separated shoulder, it, I mean, he could have broken his arm, I don't know. I, I don't mm. know what it is, but um, those type of injuries, I'm, can you can be out. Months. Um, I don't know those. if it's as easy as a easy Liverpool as fan and you yeah. is. I was, He's been playing, I really, he's been, he's been playing just, really well. Really, really well. I love Robo.
3: <laughs> Looking forward. I, I don't think it's as easy as saying, "All right, Spain can help us out against Norway in Scandinavia on Sunday," because Norway's right there. So. It can come down to the next window. L- look at Norway. Like it's not like yeah, it's going to be a walkover a for Spain. Spain. And Spain, mm-hmm. at times, has been struggle- started out struggling. Let's be fair. They've picked it up very well. Been prolific. Morata is in fine form. Yeah. I go back to the segment we did yesterday on who has impressed me. I think Morata deserves a little bit of flowers too mm-hmm. because for Atletico Madrid, he has come into his own. Kind of like a revival of, of Morata. He's become mature, even more clinical than he was before. And now, as Spain's guy up top, he's scoring, and yeah. he's leading the Spanish side. So um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out against Norway. I don't think it's that easy.
4: They, mm-hmm. only need, they only need one point from their last two matches, Scotland. So I feel, I think they're, they're in good shape. They're going to be fine. Okay. Well, that's confidence. There. It is. I want them to advance.
5: Okay. Yeah, I, I like that Marata gets a goal in this one, too, because sometimes it's hard to transfer that, that form in your club team to your national team. We talked about Mbappe trying to restart and reset with this this French squad, right, um, earlier this week to say, okay, maybe my form in club isn't working. Can I reset? But for Marata to be in the form that he is in mm-hmm. in club, five goals in seven games, and then to go and, and help in and, – a, a key goal in this one, uh, the game winner as it stands. But I kind of was rooting for that goal to count early on. I wanted it to be and like Tommy Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very confusing why it didn't. Was it foul? Was it offside? Yeah. yeah. It was a, a kind of confusing.
1: So incident.
3: apparently a TV broadcast said foul, correct? I think there was a was lot of confusing. I think but it was offside. Is, it, is an offside so. not, a, not a foul? I see is what that you're not saying. an infraction? Oh. Like yeah, the, but foul is so much broader, right? That right. But the player was in front of the goalkeeper's point of view. Mm -hmm. Was he not?
1: Oh, so you did watch the game.
3: I, no, I saw the replay of that goal. Like I just, that, My social media was flooded with the McTominay. I thought
1: we paid you to watch the games, actually. How
3: do I watch all the games at once? impossible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ask me um, about Croatia-Turkey. No, I'm sure you enjoyed the Argentina game. I bet you did.
3: Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. I enjoyed colombia Uruguay more, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, let's talk about what else we've got coming up, because there's more Euro qualifiers, so we can throw up a graphic and show you some of the other games that are interesting-looking that are coming up this weekend. Um, why not talk about this one, the Netherlands-France one, because that's a big one. Um, England-Australia is just a friendly, but this Netherlands-France one is actually a qualifier for the Euros. It's the best game in that group, right? Those are the two sides that are expected to advance at the expense of Greece, uh, Ireland, Gibraltar. If you look, think about the reverse fixture, France beat the Netherlands 4-0 when they played in France. That was back in March. Um, they're unbeaten in Euro qualifying France. It, it, how, how do you see that match playing out? Is it is it a close one or is France just elite right now and Netherlands isn't quite there?
3: But Netherlands has a lot of quality, too, where this match can Not be… Not enough to match France, though, right? Uh, they have a lot so, of guys out, too, so, Netherlands. Sometimes. it's France… Again, like I said before, like even leading up to the World Cup, Didier Deschamps knows how much quality he has on his side that he will beat. He he will get to the Euros. These are the two teams that will likely get to the Euros from even, this group. Yeah. Even a draw. Let me let me pull up the table. Like even even a draw for the Netherlands in their next couple of games. Like if they get a draw here, they can see it out for the next couple of games. Um, but France is clearly much better. But. I don't know. It's different with a different quality, different mentality in the Netherlands. By the way, you know who the Greece manager is? I brought this up last week, but no, now tell that you're me. here, Pop Quiz. Gus Poyen, who is did go last uh, show with us for, for, for yeah, so long, nice. and I spoke to him. Was like, hey, Rudy, for you. Like, what's what are these last games looking like? And he says, Did he say
1: who is this? I don't have your number. No, no, no. <laughs> no we, was he invited to your birthday
3: party? <laughs> he is, he is, he is invited. He is. I don't think we're
4: coming from Greece.
3: Um, but it, it's it's going to be very difficult for him. And these are the games where like you expect, hey, look. Maybe Netherlands slips up and and a smaller team like Greece yeah. can kind of usurp that momentum, and but it w- it will be difficult.
5: Uh, it's not going to be a four nothing game though. I, I don't, don't think, think so. it's gonna it's gonna be a lot t- a lot tighter than the last one because I, I felt like in that last game the Netherlands they can be so expansive in the way that they play out that France just if there was one moment where they weren't sharp playing out through the midfield, that this expanded Netherlands squad just gets blown apart by Mbappe, Dembele, Griezmann, finding that final pass. So in those moments of transition was where France really, really put it to the Netherlands. So I would imagine with that knowledge, they're going to be a little bit more weary of their rest defense, their Mm -hmm. their shape building out of the back. but I can still see France winning two to nothing. I just don't think it's gonna be four on in this occasion. Mm-hmm.
1: Who is the most, uh, other than Taylor Swift, Lionel Messi, and Bad Bunny, who is the most famous person invited to your party?
3: Like former footballer? I'm thinking former footballer.
4: Your okay. dad? Your dad, But my yeah. pop, probably my <laughs> yeah,
3: Totally. <laughs> I'm thinking, no, I didn't invite any former footballers. None, you none didn't? that I'm like close to like that, live in Miami.
1: Oh. Such a disappointing I party. Yeah, I lives. didn't bother going. I to was gonna gym. go. No, <laughs> not so much. Yeah.
3: Let me Plop. think. My dad. My dad's not famous enough. You, wait, so your <laughs>
1: mum has apparently texted us about the fire, and we have the text. Can we <laughs> see this text? <laughs> What's your mum's name, uh, Lily? Is everybody. Now she's not happy Nico. Is she supposed to cater for all these people? And kind of pressure at yeah, the end
3: I mean, I told her it wasn't me. I, I didn't put the flyer on TV. <laughs> it happened. It kind of just happened. Whoops. <laughs>
1: Wait, this is the background. Is this specific to your mom, No. P- no, no, it's specific to my WhatsApp, WhatsApp correct.
3: Okay. <laughs> Maradona 1981 with Boca. <laughs> yeah.
5: Everybody invited. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: we're going to go to a break. We're going to talk about a South American World Cup qualifying, CONCACAF Nations League, all of that in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>